we woke up, we got breakfast, uh, we talked, we had a little walk around, uh, we came back, and now it, it's getting pretty late, and Odette still seems to not be awoken. Yep. I don't understand why you guys are waiting for me. It's not like we're very good friends or anything. Greg feels his heart get pricked by a needle as he's very hurt by that comment. You can become guild members and then teleport there, or we can travel there by foot. I've never actually been a part of a guild before, Daniel. I've only ever been a part of parties. Hunt down either the source of these snakes or the extreme heat fluctuations on Erveldum. In the meantime, if you want to investigate some wolves, have at it. Welcome, Foundlings. I'm Quentin, your GM here, and you're listening to SAO The Odd Campaign Season 4, Episode 5, and I am joined with none other than my lovely players. Hi, I'm a lovely player. My name is Emily, and today I'm playing Odette, an arcanist elf who is accompanied by her cute little pseudo-dragon, Indiana. Oh, you didn't forget about me. Of course I wouldn't forget you. You're so cute, Indiana. Hi, I'm RL. I'm also one of your lovely players here. Um, I play Greg. He's a dad, a lovely father of a kid named Jerry. Well, he's a goat, not an actual kid. Um, well, he is an actual... Anyway, I'm just kidding around. So with that, we reconvene with our only two PCs that we're following currently, Odette and Greg, who, when last we left off, we found were in the Odd Guild Hall collecting their reward for successfully completing their quest. Though they were kind of divided and unsure what they would be doing next. Uh, what time of day is it at this point? It would be midday, the day after you have dropped off uh, your bounty that you have brought back and collected your reward the next day after having a nice long rest. In order for you to progress very much further in a way that the guild leader, Draken, sees as productive, uh, he said he needed a week to get your papers in order so that you could enter a city known as Erveldum. So what you do with that week is up to you. We could do a brief time skip. You could work on some downtime. You could teach your various animal companions tricks. Uh, you could study magics or scrolls. Uh, you could talk to random strangers in the streets, or uh, I know that you both were somewhat interested uh, in the still ongoing wolf problem that the North is having. Yes. Well, first of all, I have gotten my things. As we said, Odette, me, myself, that is me. I am wow, Odette. you're speaking in the third person again. Odette is in her room, and she is looking in the mirror, and she is adjusting the crown that she picked up. Oh, so shiny. I love it, Indiana. It is beautiful. I am fabulous. 
Greg would have just finished reorganizing slash tidying up his room with Jerry. And you see as Jerry keeps trying to pull a chair a little to the left as he wants to gnaw on the leg. Jerry, stop it. Stop. Look. Why don't you lie down in your little goat bed I made you? Look, it's all nice and cozy. It's right next to the big bed. Because um, you're not supposed to sleep in the big bed. And you notice as Jerry jumps up on the big bed and starts, like, laying down in the pillows. Look, you're... He I mean, so cute. You're directly in the center of the bed. It's no, it's just not polite. Ugh. And you see as Jerry begins to relax and close his eyes as it looks like he's taking a mid-afternoon nap. Greg's kind of smirks. Oh, I can't be mad at you. You're so cute. Oh. So uh, Odette, for herself, will essentially spend the rest of this day looking over the estate and sort of categorizing her things as well as um, messaging Columbia and dealing with the repercussions of that. Greg would be asked to be shown around the the grounds by the butler. Oh, yes, sir. As you'll notice over here, there is the kitchen area and the dining room. This is where all the meals are prepared, unfortunately, by myself. Oh, well, uh, you know, if you ever need some help with that, I'm actually really good at cooking. Um, well, I mean, like, I guess I'm all right. Uh, I could help if you if you want. I wouldn't mind making some meals for everybody. Honestly, everything has its place, and I would rather it stay there. That is a cold no. Ah, uh, noted. <laughs> if you look out here to the window, you will see the rest of the large estate, which is thus far barren. The guild leader has neglected to influx the necessary funds in order to start tilling and farming the land. Oh. Well... I mean, you don't necessarily have to use it for farming. You could use it for livestock or or other. Alas, we do not have the capital in order to acquire such things. Most of everything has been utilized for the maintenance and repairs of this building, and as you can see, even the barracks over the drawbridge has been neglected. Oh, well, I mean, it was not a little bit of disarray, but I didn't think it was too bad. Excuse me, I would also like to point out that I made certain that that was going to be repaired. <laughs> Did you? I don't think you gave him money. You I'm said that's poor. something you wanted to do, but you didn't. I put all of my Snow's money into the guild fund. What did they do with it? Draken has control of it now. What a jerk. <laughs> but he does not make him the duchess of this place. Rude. Tiffany and Celia have set up a more permanent residence here in the guild hall, and they have both their armory and their study, which they will reside in. If you need anything, they will be on the first floor. Oh, I think I'll wait, Celia. Who's this Tiffany? She sounds nice. Uh, in, well, that is a character you will have to meet at another date. If you would like to, I suppose we could stop by the forge. Well, I don't want to date that. Oh, a forge. Indeed. They are a manufacturer and producer of high-quality arms and armor. Oh, what kind of arms? The sharp, pointy kind that make you go owie. Uh, Sebastian seems somewhat frustrated by the question of what kind of arms, as if it should be self-evident, and then attempts to explain it as one would to a child. Greg does not take this offensively, as he was thinking of um, human arms. Like prosthetics. If you would like, I could show you to the forge. That way you have a stronger set of bearings. Oh, well, that would be nice. Uh, I did ask to be shown around. 
He kind of just showed uh, me where we were just standing. Yes. He begins to walk off in a direction with a very disenchanted and unenthused look on his face and then motions down the hall. Uh, right as you are leaving where you are, it seems as it would be on the left-hand side of the staircase, which leads up to the second floor, but it seems as if you're going to the left of it, almost going under the staircase into a separate room. Oh, pretty nice place. Indeed, it was once a baron's estate, and thus it has stayed, though the old barony regime has not been in here for many centuries. Cool history lesson, noted. So, uh, are we gonna, are we gonna open the door? Well, be my guest, and he kind of turns the knob and gestures for you to go in. Okay, um, well, I'll just, I'll head in here, I'll, I'll talk to Tiffany, I'll see what she's like, and, uh, I guess you can have a... A break? I don't know what you want to do. I have housely affairs to attend to, and he <laughs> begins to just walk away. Uh, roll a perception check. 20. You see, as the butler walks away, it appears as if he has a faint smirk on his face, even though seeming previously unenthused. Well, maybe I brightened his day. Hello? You hear the hammering out of metal clanking a hammer against steel as you enter the room, and you hear the roaring of a fire in a forge as it seems to be fanned. Um, Greg will walk closer. Hi, my name is Greg. I'm looking for Tiffany, uh, I think. Uh, you walk into this very hot room. It seems as if all of the windows in here are open. It seems to as if it was an extension built on to the primary estate, but it does seem to be enclosed indoors, but all the windows are open to let all the heat out as you see an absolutely massive blast furnace uh, directly behind a very large and burly dark-skinned fellow who is currently hammering away uh, at a slab of metal on an anvil. Hello? The individual does not stop their hammering, but you do notice as they appear to have some type of goggle on their face, and they turn a knob with the their one hand as they're hammering with the other, and it seems like the goggles almost redirect themselves, turning so that they are facing you. Oh, hello there! Oh, it's nice to see you, friend of face. I'll be with you in just a minute. I just gotta hammer this out. You don't want an air bubble in a blade. That'll be a problem. No, you wouldn't. It, it sounds like it would be a problem. What, you finish up, I, I can just, you know, take a little look-see around. It's cool. I'm new, by the way. Ah, hi, new. I'm Tiffany. Well, actually, I'm new to the guild. My name is Greg. You can call me Greg. That is what you said your name was, after correcting it and after saying it was new at first. And, uh, this is... What? Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, hold on. One second. Greg will peek out the door to look for Jerry as he notices he's not in the forge. He followed him downstairs to Sebastian, but he's not in the forge. You don't see any signs of Jerry. Greg will yell, Jerry! Come! You get out! Where are you? Jerry! Uh, don't get off of my dress! This is my newest outfit! Jerry, heal! Me! No, oh. Heal! Heal, Jerry! Greg, is this your goat? And you see as Odette comes around the corner, following the sound of your voice, holding your goat. Oh, uh, oh, uh, hi, Odette! I you? just got this dress and this robe, and he is chewing all over it. That just means he likes it. He thinks you look good. I say we make lamb kebabs for dinner. And you see as Indiana flaps his wing and breathes fire. <laughs> Odette what? turns to Indiana and speaks in draconic... Indiana, lamb kebabs? 
It is a goat. Same thing. Kid kebabs. It's fine. Um, does Jerry make any uh, attempts to come to me? Uh, what? what I, I said I said heal. So that what is. What animal tricks do you have? I have heal, sneak, fetch, and receive spell. Heal is a command to come towards. It, it, it's heal. No, heal. Is, there's come, and then there's heal, right? Which is come and follow at my feet. So, like, here's the thing and why I don't like the tricks. Because, like, come specifically says it comes to you even if it would not normally do so. And heal says it would follow you if it would not normally do so. Like, both of them sound very similar, right? Heal is you, the creature's already with you. Come is it comes to you. Heal is like when you're walking a dog and the dog is walking ahead of you. You say heal, the dog steps back and is walking with you okay so it's not the same as come it's like you're outpacing me you i, I got you pick up or slow down so well he does tell him to come whether or not he uh, you can roll a handle animal check 18 she said she was holding him odette you feel as jerry begins struggling in your arms okay i don't understand why you're doing this <laughs> he just wants to be put down he'll bite your dress more if you don't probably she leers at the goat. The goat leers back. Do not eat my clothes again. And she'll slowly begin to put him down. Roll intimidate. That's right, Jerry. You don't eat other people's clothes. You shouldn't even be eating my clothes. Twelve. The kid seems very unfazed by this reprimanding and scolding as if it has become calloused due to all of the uh, constant badgering. And it seems to just kind of toddle off, prancing almost. Jumping happily back until it reaches by Greg's side. Odette starts walking over towards Greg and this room. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that, Odette. Uh, you know how he is. Uh, uh, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll hold him for now. She puts her hands on her hips and then glares at Greg. You need to have better control of your goat. I saw him over there eating the stairs. Okay, well, I don't really control my kids. That's not very nice to do. They have their own desires, and I'll just make sure that they, I you know... I don't think it is good for him to eat these stairs. Do you own this place? Do you know what a natural goat's diet is? Do you know what a natural draken's attitude is? I'll do. Oh, I do, and I can tell you it is very poor. Ah, oh, well, this is Jerry. I, I was trying to show you. He's my kid. Oh, no. That ain't Jerry. I watched Seinfeld. I know what Jerry looks like. I don't know what that reference is. I'm so sorry. I I don't understand your reference. I'm so sorry. Uh, But this is... uh, His name is Jerry. I I promise you. Now that right there, that's a goat. Yeah. His name is Jerry. Like like that uh, place in the... What is it called? Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Harry's. I can feel that all of my pop culture references are going to be going unappreciated. Oh, well, I do know some pop culture. Uh, I know be, uh... Well, I do know some... I'm Greg. Nice to meet you. I was told there would be a girl named Tiffany in here. Well, I never met a girl named Tiffany, but if you're looking for a man named Tiffany, then I'm the one. He seems to offer his rather large hand. Uh, Greg shakes his hand happily. Oh, it's it's nice to meet you. Sorry for the confusion. <laughs> you get a very nice, firm handshake as you feel as his hand is very warm as he's been working around the fire, but it is also very dirty. And 
His arm bulging with muscles seems to almost shake your entire arm as he goes to shake your hand. Greg also gives a firm handshake. Ah, a firm handshake. Well, that's the quality of someone with a good character. Mama always told me that if you wanted to ever seal any kind of business deal, you gotta have a firm handshake. Always makes the best impression. Hey, your mama told you right. Okay, so your name is Tiffany. My mother thought that would also give me some character. Fascinating. I like it a lot. This is Indiana. And I am Odette. I find it immensely interesting how you introduce your pseudo-dragon before yourself, but please carry on. She'll shrug, thinking that that's not really weird at all. Well, anyway, there is this thing. Oh, yes, Greg. Yes? I don't know what your plans are beyond the fact that we are exploring this place, apparently. But I did want to bring up, I noticed that Daniel said he is going to be taking a break for a little while. So I wasn't sure. Are we still doing the whole uh, the wolf thing? I mean, we could. Uh, uh. You don't like wolves, do you, Tiffany? Oh, no. I heard about the stories about what happened in Luca. I don't want to have anything to do with no cults. To what? What what happened? I didn't even know they were a cult. All I felt was cold. Tell me more. And you just see as Odette pulls out a notebook. Tell me all about this cult. Well, I assume you're talking about the creepy werewolf cult up to the north of here. Oh, no. Kind of like northeastish. It's on the coast. Little small town run by that creepy mayor. Apparently everyone wears cloaks. Oh, no. uh, We're talking about there's a place, uh, floor 15. It's called the Furbearer's Tannery, I think. Oh, uh, you talking about that expedited event quest thing? Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. I hammered some of them into the ground myself. Oh. Oh, interesting. So I have the question for you. Do you assume that all cultists wear cloaks or that all cloak wearers are cultists? I don't think that either of them need to be mutually exclusive, if I'm being quite honest. I feel like there definitely are some cultists who do not wear cloaks, but the large majority of them do because it sets in the vibe, you know, about the atmosphere. Interesting. You very much emphasized that they were wearing cloaks, so I wasn't sure if you equated both. However, they are werewolves. That is amazing. Yeah, you know, there's all kinds of things. There's werewolves, there's vampires, there's ooky spooky ghosts, zombies. Okay. You literally have a dragon on your shoulder. And I am also wearing a cloak. I could be a cultist. Well, uh... Uh, nah. I certainly hope not. I don't want none of them under my roof. You can walk yourself right out of this forge. No. That is not what I was saying, but okay. I don't think she... I I did a little quest with her uh, the other day. Uh, We just finished up. I don't think she's a cultist. I do think she is quite eccentric, though. No, 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 don't worry about it. I have AA meetings. Oh, actually, no, I don't have any more AA meetings right now. Uh, Columbia is very upset with me. Oh, I better respond to that message. And she opens up her UI and begins typing furiously. My greatest sympathies. My mother was in AA for the longest time. I don't know what that is, actually. Is it, like, Atari Avengers? I'm not, I'm not good with all of these pop culture references. With your mother, what, how, she couldn't have been in AA. Absolutely she could. You know how many they got over there in the city. No, I don't. How many? Like, probably at least like 12 different organizations. Oh my goodness, I probably... Oh no, Columbia's going to be very upset. She thought this was so unique. But if there's that many... Oh no. I mean, you know how many different individuals struggle with addiction in the United States? Addiction? Yeah. That's not very nice to call people that, Tiffany. 
No, I'm not talking about how you woke up this morning. No, 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 no. See, you're talking about... Okay, I understand. I am talking about Arcanists Anonymous. Oh, I thought we were talking about Alcoholics Anonymous. No, my guild. I guess we're kind of like addicts. We really do like a lot of it, the artifacts and lore, and we're kind of addicted to it. Well, you could be the A-A-A. What would be the extra A? Well, it'd be uh, Arcanist Addicts Anonymous. You shouldn't call people that. That is so rude. Oh, you used my joke. He, he, he's very much so kind of chuckling to himself and very proud that you kind of used the same joke he did. <laughs> what joke are you talking about? He is very rude. Oh, don't try to be. I, I, I try to be as polite as I possibly can. Oh, anyway, Tiffany, uh, was it? I just wanted to ask, you said uh, you you pounded some of the walls? Yeah, absolutely. You know, got a great big hammer over here. Oh, oh, that... Got a hammer. Well, that that one's actually going to be a rental. I'm going to be sending that one out shortly. I also use a sword and a shield and a spire and a lance. Oh, you're just multi-talented, I guess, huh? Well, I got to test all my weapons, make sure they work before I actually, you know, sell them to clients. Oh, that's smart. Well, I think we were going to do some of the wolf quests... If you have a bit of experience, it'd be lovely to go with you. Now, while I do, I also have like 13 different orders that need to get done. Oh, so long? that is a no. Well, okay. I, I mean, it, it, I didn't know that previously. It's not like I could. It, it wouldn't. It doesn't hurt to ask people. Who said that was bad to ask? Well, you, you kind of did with your tone of voice. No, I think I just made a statement of fact. So that is a no. Correct. That's what I heard. That's what I heard too, Indiana. I don't understand. Well, if you lovely people are going to be not purchasing anything here, I really do got to get back to my work. Oh, I'm sorry. Didn't didn't mean to distract you. Uh, I'll let you know if uh, if I ever need anything. I might come in for some cool little goat on him for Jerry sometime. I don't Technically, know. Technically, that's called barding, but I'll keep it in mind. I don't know what that is. I'm not a bard. I'm a ranger. Tiffany. Sighs, shakes his head, walks away, and begins going back over to his anvil and reheating his metal. Well, uh, I, I hope you have a good day. I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. Craig, you Maybe. already said your goodbyes. Go, let's go. Oh. He's busy. Look at him. He is hammering away. Do you know how hard it is to hammer as a man? Yes. Greg walks out of the room, shutting the door behind him, holding the door open for Odette as well. She'll go out the door. Did you want to do... The, the wolf quest? I, I'm confused. Wait, you're confused? Now I'm confused. I thought the whole point was that you were like, okay, we're going to go back and we're going to do the wolf quest. And then Daniel was like, oh no, I am tired. I am going to go take a rest now. He went to sleep and I can't wake him up now. But then you are like, oh no, we're not going to do the wolf quest. I'm confused. And now I'm very confused. Okay. You're having this conversation as you're exiting Tiffany's Forge and going back into the main foyer of the Guild Hall. As you do so, please roll a perception check. Greg is just kind of sideways staring at you the whole time you're on with your theatrics. He's like, wow. He, he, he's just thinking to himself, wow, she is surely a chatterbox. Probably your only child. Uh, my perception was a 16. 30. Odette is very... Enraptured in her retelling of the previous day's events. However, Greg is kind of just nodding along at Odette's retelling and kind of glancing around the place as they're walking through and does happen to catch notice of something behind them. As they walk 
out back into the foyer and out where the ceiling is taller, heading up to the second floor where there's a little bit more air, you spot something over by the railing on the second floor. What do I spot? Turning around and taking a better look, you can tell that it is a person sitting on the railing, not particularly making any attempt to conceal themselves, but they're just relaxed, sitting on the railing on the second floor. I just don't understand how you can get so confused about something that we made the decision about, but now that Daniel's not here, I'm not sure what we're going to do. That that was while we were partied up for a quest, and it wasn't exactly a decision, it was more of like a suggestion. Odette stops and turns around, realizing that Greg has kind of slowed down. What is it that you're somebody sitting on the railing? And through my thought process, I'm thinking, maybe we could slide down the railing. Wait, you think that we... But we're down here on the floor. Why yeah, we, we we'd go up there and slide down the railing like a little slide. I have one in my house that's all swirly. I'll do that with my kids all the time in my house. <laughs> we slide down the railing all together. And uh, my wife, Vanessa, always yells at us. She's like, get down from that railing. You're going to hurt yourself. And uh, oh, oh, good times. You should really respect the architecture here. It's beautiful. Honestly, if you were to do that in any kind of the places that my family was in, oh, you would get a beating. Well, mom, it's, it's my house. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's not this is my house. Well, I guess it's kind of my house now. Well, I'm like staying here, but I was talking about my house in like Australia. Oh, but I was saying this place is very nice. It seems very old too. So we should probably respect the architecture and give it some reverence. And she kind of looks really like excited as she looks around. Well, I'm not the one you should be telling that to. I mean, that, that, that person's already sitting on the railing. Oh no, I have to tell that to your god because he keeps eating the stairs. It is a problem. He's he's not eating them. He's just kind of munching on them. And he's being very well behaved right now while he's in my arms struggling to get out. <coughs> no. Stop it. Yes, I see very well behaved. Yeah, well, he's a kid. It's a work in progress. You try taming a two-year-old. It ain't... No, no, it's not that easy. He'll call up to the person that was um, sitting on the railing. As you were paying attention to Jerry and your conversation with Odette, you turn your focus back up to the railing and you notice that no one is any longer there. Let's just scare him off. Odette looks in the direction that Greg seems to be worried about. What are you looking at? Well, there is someone sitting on the railing. No, there isn't. What? But is it no? But there was. Mm, maybe your old eyes are seeing something. Look, I am not that old. I'm only 33. That's older than me. Well, yeah. That just means I have more experience. <laughs> EXP, if you will. She pauses for a second, taking a moment to process it. Ah, I see what you did there. That was funny. I liked it. Very funny. Uh, it's gotten a bit of a patronizing tone behind it, but I'll take it. No, it was genuinely funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you were standing here having your conversation, you can hear in the next room over, which you have been told is the dining room, you hear chairs kind of sliding around, and you hear almost as something bumps into a wall, and there's just footsteps coming, though they're staggered and not very pattern-like. Someone's kind of stumbling about in the next room over. Oh, it is sounds... there a drunk person in the next room? I don't know. Sounds like a bustle. I'll check it out. Uh, he goes towards the uh, dining room. Odette slowly makes her way over, being somewhat cautious as she does not know what the heck is in the other room. Greg, as you begin approaching the doorway, you actually hear a... 
no, 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 pardon me. No, no. Oh, please, back up. Oh, goodness. I'm so sorry I didn't mean to bump into you. Oh, uh, no. There's all kind of stuff going on now. Oh, I, uh, sorry. I, I didn't really see you there. I, I gotta be really honest. Um, uh, so, uh, I'm, I'm gonna be going that way. If you could just, like, step... To, I don't want to have everything explode. Could you, could you move a little to the left? A perception? Greg, what is it? Oh, that is, like, behind Greg. The door is being probably blocked by his body. 23. You can very vaguely make out the outline of a person, but mostly you can see the feet and, like, the top of their head as and, like, the, their hands and their arms outstretched as they're carrying a very large box, and it seems to be, like, covering the majority of their very small body. Am I in their way, in the doorway? Uh, well, they are trying to walk through the doorway, and you are standing in front of the doorway, having opened the door. Greg will then open the door for them. Oh, sorry, I, I didn't know. Uh, I was just seeing if anybody was in here. Uh, all right, thank you. Uh, I'll be going that way now. Uh, that guy was crazy. Well, um... And it seems as if this individual just goes, leaves the dining room area and begins walking out the front door. Is there anybody else in the dining room? Not that you can see, but you do remember hearing them stumble down through the entire room and that they may have been coming from further back into the guild hall. Does Odette see this person or thing at this point? Uh, you do see this person as they uh, appear to be a small creature, potentially even a halfling as you can tell by their very stunted figures. And they seem to be carrying a box with multiple glass beakers and everything. Uh, papers ruffled in a binder as they're kind of walking out the door. Odette, fascinated by this small statured creature and thinking of Lauder, runs after the little thing. Excuse me very quickly. Are you all right? I'm fine uh, for now. Um, uh, thank, thankfully, everything went, um, well, terrible, but uh, we're not, I'm leaving, so that, that that's a plus. Uh, Greg was just going to walk further into the dining room to kind of look at stuff. He figured the other person didn't really have time to be bothered. Odette continues to follow after the little person and continues talking with him. So what exactly are you doing? And what is your name? What are you exactly? Well, what do you, what do you mean, what am I? Well, if you want to be a little racist here, I guess I classificationally, I'm a halfling. What are you half of? Ah, half of this and half of that, I suppose. But here I am. Uh, I, I was here trying to do some business, if, I, if I'm being honest. Um, uh, the, the name's Bort. Bort. Interesting name for a half-something. What are you doing here, Bort? What are you carrying and what is in a box? Is it a ring? Uh, no, no, I, I can't say that it is. Um, well, you see, uh, I, I, I peddle my goods around the, these parts. I, 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 I've got um, al alchemical uh, regents in, in re things like that. And I, I come by here... Because uh, every now and again, people buy my ingredients. And so, you know, I thought it was useful, but that uh, there's people back there. Just you really can't work with them. Oh, I see. Do you have any health potions on you? Oh, um, I, you know, I might just do. Uh, let, let me double check. Uh, and you see as this person sets down their box down by the, the foot of the door and begins moving a couple of vials and beakers and pops open a briefcase and you can see a large number of flasks are contained inside as well as there does seem to be a small compartmentalized box with a number of different herbs and such. And he begins pilfering through. Ah, uh, yes, I do. It's the last one, too. Hmm. How much is it? And what level is it? Ah, uh, let me double check. 
Well, you see, uh, I'd say that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hmm. I'll do a little bit of multiplication. Let me break out my abacus here. I thought the base price was about 50. How much are you about to upcharge? What do you me? mean, 50? That's if I was a noob. You hear me? Okay, so you're not a noob. What are you selling? Uh, well, you see, this right here is a potion of cure serious wounds. I see. What is that? About 300? 300? You wish. Uh, let's see. So, well, it's a third level spell, and I am a 10th level caster. And it's 50 gold per, so I'll be 1,500 gold. Excuse me. I don't make the prices. Well, actually, I do. But I gotta keep up with the current market trends because I work with you people so often. Uh, I could probably part with it for uh, 1,200. Do I look like I made of money here? I don't have that kind of funds. Okay, listen, this is probably why they kicked you out in the first place. Leave, leave, nobody wants you here. Wow, I see how it is. See if I come back here and give you people discounts. Okay, I'm sorry, I do not... I... No, 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 keep your money. I don't want it here. And the, the person closes their briefcase, piles up all of their beakers and casks, and begins... With stifling their way through the door uh, to which you see that there is a small cart drawn by a donkey sitting in the front of the uh, the manor and estate. Question, how can we identify NPCs versus players you just really to clarify? You can't. Um, they don't have an icon above them? They don't have any icon distinguishing them. It seems as if it normally just comes up in conversation and you've been able to tell based off of context but occasionally the line does get kind of fuzzy as to what's what. Interesting. Very suspicious. Odette will walk back over towards the dining room, where Greg has been, and he was looking around. Was there anyone else in there? So there wasn't anyone in the dining room, but seeing as you've had some time to investigate, you pushed further in, and you actually made your way into the kitchen, which you remember Sebastian saying everything has its place, yet it seems immensely disorganized right now. It is an absolute mess of a place. Flour is everywhere. You see vials and casks all over the ground. And you see there's multiple stools, uh, almost in like an ascending order, leaning up to the countertop. And you hear something rummaging through the back closet. Greg will kind of think to himself, Well, that Sebastian fellow is a bit more of a messy guy than I would have pegged him for, I guess. He will um, go towards the rummaging. Uh, hello? No, that's not it. No, 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 that's not it at all. Hello? What? No, go away, I'm busy. Oh, uh, do you need any help? <laughs> Does it look like I need help unless you can find me? I have new, I can't really, I don't think you can really help me out here, I gotta say. Well, that depends on whether you want an actual Eye of Newt or what the Eye of Newt in a recipe book usually refers to. Well, what do you think the Eye of Newt in a recipe book regularly refers to? See, I tried wrestling a newt to the ground the other day when it was raining, but that didn't work. Newts are very small. What kind of creature were you wrestling with? Well, I mean, I was wrestling more metaphorically with the fact that I couldn't grab it because it kept just slithering away through my fingers. You might not need an actual newt. No, 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 don't worry. I found it. It's right here. And you see as he pulls out a jar, and it seems like it has a bunch of little tiny eyeballs. Oh, oh. Oh, you know, sometimes I of newt in a recipe just, uh, it means mustard seeds. Nah, I've tried that. I've tried turmeric. I've tried it all. I gotta be honest. I really do think they want the literal eyeballs, and I'm glad I found it. This is my secret stash. I've got about 157 of them here. That's a lot of eyeballs. What? Yeah, the thing that really bothered me is that it was an odd number. How many no 
notes did you find? Well, you see, if you if you do the, the simple mathematics, I mean, 157 divided by 2, subtracting the one that I guess someone used, even though it normally calls for even quantities, I, I mean, you're looking at around about 80 newts. That's okay. Ah, don't worry about it. I never really do. And you, you are now realizing... Uh, as this person is kind of hobbling towards you, that they their stature is also immensely small. You see this individual who stands at about three foot four, hobbling towards you with this rather large jar in their arms. Well, I just know Sebastian said he likes to keep everything in order here. It, it, it oh, that old hoagie. Now, nah, he doesn't know his toe from his foot. I, I wouldn't. I, I've only just met him, so I guess I wouldn't know. He's all high and mighty. Thinks he knows the place, like the back of his hand. But half the time, when I ask him where things are, he's no help to me. Yeah, you know, he might not even know the back of his hand all that well. He wears those little weird gloves. See, he never sees his hands. Me, however, I know my hands very well. It's got thirty-seven hairs on the left one and forty-eight on the right one. But I don't think mine have any hair. Not that I know if. Well, I could lend you some bobble frog if you wanted. I heard that can grow some hair on your chest. Don't know if it works the same with hands, though. Don't, well, I, I, I don't think I'll be needing that, but I appreciate the offer. He seems to brush past you and make his way back up to the counter where you see he kind of hops and jumps from one stool to another and is laying out a number of things on this large countertop. At this point, uh, Odette would be pushing her way through the dining hall, and you would be hearing that Greg is having a conversation with someone. Ugh, I can't not believe that guy with his prices. They were exorbitant. Oh, hi, Greg. And, well, what were you actually... Oh, hi, Odette. Strange, small friend. Another one. Well, he's doing something with eyeballs. I was about to ask, uh, what, what, what were you actually doing? Well, I don't really know right yet. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, you know, I was trying to see if maybe I could make myself grow gills. I don't know what I need gills for, as seeing as there's no body of water nearby, but just in case, you never know. Oh, well, Greg is just looking more and more intensely concerned as the conversation some... grows, and he is clutching onto Jerry to make sure that Jerry is not gonna... I've got uh, some seagrass here. I was gonna try and make maybe some sushi out of it. I don't know how it's gonna go, though. Do you have a little sushi roller? Oh, exactly, Arthur. Odette says as she walks over. I am very suspicious of this small man. The other one tried to price gouge me. Uh, oh, yeah, I know. Boy, boy's a thief. Yeah, I can grow half my stuff better than what he can do, and he overcharges and scalps for prices. He definitely scalped the prices. Ah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, it's the way of the world. Yeah, greedy capitalist, what are you gonna do? Greg will think to himself, well, it isn't called the Odd Guild for nothing. Odette will fit in nicely here. Well, anyways, I think you asked my name. I'm gonna give it anyways. The name's Grundle. Grundle Clomworm. Oh, hi, Grundle. Uh, my name is Greg. This is Jerry. Grundle Wait, how did you say that? Grundle Clamworm. It's Grundle Clamworm. Oh, don't say like you understand what he said. That he definitely is not pronouncing that right. I don't know what you mean. I'm the one who typed it in. I think I would know how it's said. I can I definitely see. understand him. But his accent is worse than yours. <laughs> I can barely understand you, Greg. You think I can understand him? Listen, my accent is about as good as my current toe infection. It's getting slowly worse, and I might need to amputate at some point. 
I don't know how you would am- <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I don't know how you would amputate uh, your accent. Uh, don't really think about that. Uh, I'll keep my accent intact. Thank I'm you. thinking about going mute. I, I'm coming up with this potion called Leaping Larynx, where your throat literally jumps out of itself. Okay, so he is another alchemist. What level are you? Is that like a poison? I mean, it could be, but I mean, there could be some usages for it. I'm not really sure the practical applications, but all I got to say is the FDA here to stop me. Well, um, that is definitely true. Uh, I'm not here to stop you either. <laughs> you can just can, uh, uh, you can just uh, continue with what you're doing. Uh, Greg will start to slowly back away at the mention of a, a something that make your throat jump out on itself. Uh, he is still clutching onto Jerry and uh, slowly walking out towards where he came in from. There's a lot of people talking, and I gotta be honest, I thought I heard a question, but I'm not particularly sure. To answer you, I'm a 10th level alchemist, but I'm multi-classing a little, I gotta be honest. What are you multi-classed as? Oh, you see, my mom always said I had some anger issues, and, you know, I really looked at the upsides of having anger issues, and I determined that they were worth it. You're a barbarian alchemist. Absolutely. You don't want to mess with me. That's how I never get scalped on a good price. That's why Bort walked out of here before things got hairy. Why is this a combination of... <laughs> well, who's the guy from Sunny? It's always Sunny in Philadelphia, the short guy. Oh, I didn't even think about that, but yeah. <laughs> Danny DeVito? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I was imagining in my head. Okay. It makes me think that it's Danny DeVito mixed with the Exetua kid from... From Split. Yeah. yeah. Um, Greg, now at the door of where he came in. Well, uh, you just, you continue with uh, what you're doing. I'll, I'll make sure not to bother you getting your way or nothing. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go. Uh, and uh, Greg will uh, quite swiftly make his exit as he... Uh, quite concerned about the activities that have been going on in the kitchen. All right, great. Just let me know if you find any chicken urine. There's probably plenty. I heard that Sebastian had a lot of problems with chickens around here. You hear from the uh, end of the dining hall, oh, we'll do, Uh, we'll do, yeah. I added in for extra flavoring. The flavoring? I could not imagine. That sounds disgusting. Well, also, I gotta be honest, ammonia has its upsides. It does? He just blinks at you. And then gets back to what he's doing. Okay, so I understand very little about what is going on in Monia. I gotta be honest, I honestly don't, I mean, I really don't understand what's going on either. Well, it was nice to meet you. Perhaps we will go on a quest at some point. I don't, uh, I didn't really plan on doing any of that, but then again, my schedule's never really booked. Well, it seems that we are down a member for our small group that we had. And Greg does not seem to be interested in doing this anymore. I'm not sure what is going on. I'm probably just going to chill for the rest of the day and maybe explore some more. Well, like I told the other guy, let me know if you find any chicken urine. I'm also looking for pig's feet. Honestly, that's just for me. Uh, so Odette will begin to leave. And I guess for the rest of her day, she's going to finish exploring the area until it is time for sleep. After leaving, Greg will, um, he has quickly starting to make his way up the up the stairs to the second floor. Oh my god, Jerry, these people. Uh, I don't really know what's going on, but uh, I don't know if we've gotten mixed up with the right crowd. 
me. And you see as Jerry is kind of just shuddering and holding his paws as close as he can to his chest and is just shaking in your arms. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I mean, Tiffany seems normal, all right. Uh, but if all of the other members are like the couple that we've met, I think we might... We, 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 we may not be the best fit here. Greg will go the opposite direction of where his room is on the second floor. He's been... He's in a bit of a hurry slash panic. And uh, after some twists and turns, he'll find himself... Jerry, I don't mean to alarm you. Meh. We might be a little bit lost. Me. Look, I got a great sense of direction, but I was a li- I'm not gonna lie, I was a bit in a, a bit in a hurry, and uh, now I don't know where we are, and I don't know where we came from. Everything looks the same. Jerry hops out of your arms and begins sniffing the ground. Jerry, you're not bloodhound. Jer- Jerry, if you eat that carpet, I'll sweat. And then Jerry just runs up the carpet a little further and then begins jumping at a spot. Okay. Me. This is a game of the follow the leader. Uh, Greg will follow after. Walking closer, and as you approach, you can see that there is already a hole in the carpet, meaning that Jerry must have already have been here at some point. Perhaps you could follow the tracks that Jerry has left behind to find a familiar location. Um, I will also perception to see if I hear anyone or anything that might be able to give directions. Roll a perception check. That is a solid 31. It's somewhat hard for you to tell, but once again, you vaguely see the outline of a person. It seems almost like standing behind a curtain over by a nearby window. Greg will walk towards it. Hello? Is that that somebody in the curtain? Or is that a potted plant? As you approach, you're not really able to be certain. The curtain is very large, but you felt as if you saw someone there. I will look behind the curtain. As you begin to move it, you don't see anyone. Okay. Well, Jerry, there's one of two conclusions here. One, there is a person who is watching us and is remaining elusive. Or two, possibly connected to one, this place is haunted. I don't know about you, Jerry, but that's kind of concerning. With this, you begin following Jerry's tracks, and eventually you do find yourself back at your room, which you spent the night at previously. Job, Jerry. You get some Jerry jerky for that one. Me. Yeah, we found our way back. Uh, what now? We still got most of the day left. Honestly, I don't know what we're doing here. It's kind of a weird mix of events that were going on, but it's not like we have anything important going on after this, you know. Also, staying in a place that you don't have to pay for every night—it's pretty nice. I know. I know what will get our minds off with things. What do you say we take a little walk around the grounds outside? Got some nice grass, see how what they got, you know? Maybe, um, I heard something about chickens. I know you were... Yeah. Well, actually, you know, I don't know how you react to chickens. I know how my goats back home react to chickens. I-, I don't know if you like chickens. Well, anyway, what do you say if we go for a little walk? Me. Huh? And, uh, Greg will... Head outside. And with that, the two of you take the day exploring the grounds. Though there is not much to explore outside of the main manor, the grounds have not really been well expanded on. There definitely seems to be ample space and room for improvement, but this property hasn't been invested in. There still is a good foundation, but a lot of room for improvement. As the evening comes to a close, all of your characters are communing in the guild dining room, discussing your next course of action over dinner. 
Um, GM, really quick, what was the reward for doing the wolf plot? So, if you uh, successfully, quote, protect the fur bearer's tannery, uh, you will receive 250 gold, and you will gain an additional 50 gold per wolf pelt collected. Mm-hmm. But it is also noted that the wolf pelts have a chance to have a special property about them. But no indication about what the property could be? It does not specify. Would my character be able to message in her group to discuss what it might be? Like, original guild, to see if there's information she could glean? None, no one in that guild would have gotten to the 15th floor yet. Okay. But it's also, like, I'm trying... I need to be able to pull information from somewhere, GM. Uh, there is somewhat of a public forum slash message board where the players at large can sh- occasionally share information. Uh, you could try prodding around there and using a knowledge local check. I would like to do that. So you're kind of feeling out the local environment of the internet, per se, uh, talking to the random schmucks on r slash loot drops. <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. It's an 11. Most people on there haven't gotten to the 15th floor, it would seem. And upon messaging, you can tell that there are only a handful of guilds that have. You can tell that uh, the Odd Guild is one of them. Dark Guild is known to be active on the 15th floor. And another one known as the Eastland Raiders. Interesting. So we have the option if we want to go and do the wolf, unless you really want to go and do the um, serpent thing, but then we're just wasting time, not really doing anything else. We could just earn money before we go. Well, I'm, I'm pretty set on money, actually. I got 10,000 gold left. Uh, if you're, you know what, if you're hunting for cash uh, and, you know, you want to do this quest, I wouldn't mind helping you out. It is not, well, yes, the, the cash part is the hard part. 10,000 is nothing in this game. You don't have much they charge for a serious health potion. Way too much. Yeah, I do know. Okay, so while you're sitting in the dining room, you do notice that there are a couple of other individuals there. Uh, you do see Tiffany and Celia. They seem to be sitting at an opposite end from you. They're chatting amongst themselves. Uh, but as you're having this discussion, you notice, as the individual you spoke with previously steps up to you, Ah, don't worry. If you need health potions, I've got a few things I was trying to test. I will keep that in mind. Uh, we were, I think we were discussing uh, maybe going on a quest and uh, we, we, we would probably need some sort of like a cleric type. Oh, don't worry about that. My health potions do better than most clerics do. I will say slight side effects, but we're not going to talk about that. Is there anybody else in the dining room? You take note that there is an individual. It seems as if they are dressed in very dark clothes and have a hood up and they are just... Sipping soup, though every time they go to take a spoonful, they have to move a mask away from their face. Oh, Dad is immediately intrigued, and she scoots closer. Every time, like, he takes on his masks and, like, puts a spoonful in, she scoots, like, one seat closer. Oh, oh Dad, don't, don't snake me. Don't snake me with it. No. The person seems to take notice of you, though not saying anything. It's more of a sense of their body language as they kind of tilt their shoulder and kind of lean and turn their back towards you as they continue to sip their soup, but... <gasps> inch slightly further away as you inch closer. I could just imagine her like awkwardly (laughs) (laughs) trying to the chair across the floor. (laughs) And you can see that instead of continuously eating their soup, they kind of just use their other hand to put their hand in between you and their eyes so they're like visoring themselves, blocking their vision from you as if to try and not associate. 
she gets up from her seat, like, as he does this, and she goes over very quickly and is, like, right up against the hand. Excuse me. Greg is just watching in awe. Whatever the other guy has been saying to him, he, he's just in one ear, out the other. He's just currently watching Odette as she awkwardly you know, scooted I her chair. Give you a few free things if you really wanted to. A couple of samples. Some things I've been trying to get human testing on. They said it was animal abuse if I tried to use it on the chickens. That's yeah. why Clyde took them away from me. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's fine. That's why it's been impossible to find chicken urine nowadays. I just don't get what I'm supposed to do. Greg is just kind of, yeah, assuring him. Doesn't know if he's agreeing to anything, doesn't care. He doesn't think he's agreeing to anything, at least. Um. Odette thinks to Indiana, You block this side, I go on the other side. Okay. I'll make a lot of large motions, they'll never see it coming. Exactly. She'll go to the other side where he's not blocking his vision. Your pseudo-dragon begins to hover in place and flaps his wings, making a large noise. So the individual does seem to shirk away and turn to the other direction, and eventually does lock eyes with you. Excuse me! I need to know something. They seem panicked. They kind of shrink back and then they kind of gesture with their hand and shyly wave high with their hand close to their chest. Hello, my name is Odette. And are you a legendary hero? They point to themselves and then vehemently shake their head no. Are you sure you look very mysterious? Craig isn't able to catch what she's saying, but he can see her mouth moving and goes, oh, oh, oh no, Odette. Are you asking people if they're the legendary hero again? No, I am not. Your tone of voice tells me otherwise. The person turns to face you, and you can tell that this is an individual dressed in somewhat of black robes and has a black face mask on, but they seem to have a tanned complexion with blonde hair, but almost amber red eyes, and they just violently shake their head yes. Yeah, uh, sorry about that, um... We're new. She's a very curious little cat, you know. Um, hopefully it won't get her into trouble. Odette will sit down directly next to him, place her hand under her chin, and lean in as close as she can get, staring and observing. Odette, I see. At this point, Greg has sort of walked over. Odette, you know, it's not, it's not kind of rude to stare. I'm not staring, I'm observing. And as you're observing, as you put it, you get a notification. She slowly opens it without looking away. And then kind of like looks slowly to the side and then back at him and back to the side. It is a message from a new player. Uh, The tag from it, however, is only but a single character. It's the letter S. Justice? What is this? Justice. Justice! Perfect. Um, Greg will... Kind of, as he's walked up to both of them, he'll uh, he'll look at us and uh, I'm really sorry. We we are new here. Uh, I didn't uh, we, we didn't mean to disturb you. Uh, uh, my name is Greg. Uh, you seem panicked. He is fine. He is a very interesting subject. His pupils are dilated. His arms are shaky, and he, uh, you know what? I I think he might feel a little bit uncomfortable right she now. She slams her hand on the table. I have decided. What? He seems panicked, and he squats slightly. Would you like to care? It seems as if he's grabbing for something at his waist. Care to share what you've decided? He's coming with us, correct? Thank you, as you are perfect. He oh. begins to violently shake his head no. Is he... No, it's too late. It has been decided. Isn't Wait. that right, Indiana? Yes, I'm very interested in this fellow. We, we, we don't even know his skill set. That is fine. 
He is mysterious, and that is all I need to know. You think he's the chosen hero, don't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. He's not. Not everybody's the chosen hero. I didn't say everyone is the chosen hero. He is a chosen hero by me. Well, at least she chose you, I guess. His posture relaxes slightly, and he places his hand on his chest, kind of gesturing to himself, and then looks quizzically, and then kind of just like waves off the accusation, but but seems uh, complimented. It has been decided. We are taking him with us. Okay, we're not taking anyone. That's kidnapping. I've already done it once, and I'm not willing to do it again unless we're being paid. She'll make puppy dog eyes at him. Can we take you with us, please? It seems as if he begins rifling through something in his pocket, and then pulls out some cylinder and then unfurls it, looks at it a couple of times, and then looks back at you, and then looks at it, and then looks at you, traces his finger across the page, then he... Like, in a straight line, or does he look like he's tracing something. No, no, no. In in a straight line across the page. And then you can hear, well, not really. It's almost inaudible, but you can see as the body posture changes, you can almost feel him sigh. And then his head slinks down and he kind of shakes his head yes. Well, that actually worked. Wow, this is the first time. Most people are like, no, I want nothing to do with you. And then I have to go and read Don Quixote to make myself feel better. Well, that might mean it, it you know, well, uh, you want to introduce yourself? Oh, yes. Hello, Just S. I am Odette. Your name is Just S? Roll a linguistics check. I rolled a nat 19. I, I'll, I'll take it because I feel like this should be a low DC. This seems somewhat familiar. Though you, your character isn't necessarily well-versed, you can tell that this person is signing to you, and they do just hold up the letter S. Oh! Oh, uh, it's, it's just, it's S, right? He nods his head. I don't know what, what, I'm pretty sure that's sign language, right? He nods his head, yes. Yeah, yeah, I did some, uh, I did some charity work at a nursing home and, uh, well, I didn't really learn it that well. I could just spell and now I've forgotten most of the letters. But, uh, yeah, I gotcha. Okay, interesting. Are you cursed? Can you not speak? Is there anything I can do to help you, Ace? Some people don't prefer to vocalize the thoughts as much as others do sometimes. How would you know that? How do you know he can't just speak? He kind of glances back and forth between both of you nervously and kind of takes a step back. Oh, no, 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 no. You are not going anywhere. Sit. He already said he would come with us. We don't have to be pushy. That makes us act like we're desperate. You notice as he squats almost immediately. What the heck is going on? She looks at her hand, very confused, and her index finger. I have the power. I am kidding. I have no power to make him do that. Unless I use a command power, which I don't have yet. I'll have to talk to Celia about that. As you can stand up, I am sorry. And you see as the individual stands. What is going on? He is a person of average height and build. He seems somewhat slim but toned, though you can't really tell as almost all of his skin is covered in these black garments. He seems to have a hood and it seems as all of it kind of flows together. And Greg, you can infer that perhaps this is the person that was following you around today. Greg kind of uh, squints. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I think I've seen you walking around, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I-, I assume you're part of the guild too, right? He extends his arm out, stretching it so his hand's flat, and he kind of like shakes it. And it, it seems as if he's kind of trying to say, sort of. Are you nervous? 
No, no, he's telling me it's kind of sorta. I've, I've tried to phrase my questions that can be answered with a yes, no, or maybe. That's why it's easier for him to communicate. So it's like the augury spell. What? It is a spell that you can ask the world and the world will give you a yes, no, maybe. It's like when you use a magic eight ball and you're like, will I find true love? You shake and it says no. Well, I'm more or less doing it to be polite. He, he, he seems more of the silent type, maybe even a little bit shy, and there's nothing wrong with that. That is why I'm very suspicious about him. Well, if you find him so suspicious, why are you so adamant on coming with this to do the wolf quest? She does not vocalize her thoughts, but she's thinking, He is very handsome. Number one, it meets one of the categories of being a legendary hero. Number two, he's mysterious. And number three... He's super shy. Greg can just see the expressions starting to change on Odette's face, and he thinks to himself, uh, she's in turn and more than logging, isn't she? Wait, <laughs> am I in turn and more than logging right now? I should speak. Uh, well, um, good to have you on the team. Oh, I guess we should form an actual party. Hold on, I will set this up. And she'll send a party invite to Greg S. Do we have anyone else that we're bringing? Um... Are we bringing this, this shorter man over there? Greg vehemently shakes his head. No, 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 no. I don't think we need to bug him, all right? You I know, don't I understand don't... sign language. I think that's a no, yes. No, I'm saying no. I'm saying, I'm verbally saying no. You can hear me. I'm saying we don't, we don't need to bug that, you know, man. Uh, oh. You know, he has his own things he's doing. He's got, he's a very, very, very busy individual, I'm assuming. Sorry, Mr. Grundle. He is afraid of you. Uh, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm just, um, I, you know, I, I respect your space, you know, um, just stop it, okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just, uh, you know. I'm, oh, but I already prepared the gift baskets. What? He has gift baskets. We cannot say no. And he holds up two wicker gift baskets. Is this like a welcome gift? Well, I mean, I heard you guys were going out adventuring. And I know I overheard that you guys didn't have very many health potions. And while it's probably not the highest quality stuff that Port can offer, and I mean, it does give you some type of twinging pain in your left toe. These health potions do work, I gotta say. Oh, I was worried it was going to give me gas. I can deal with the pain in my toe. Greg, not it wanting to occasionally makes it turn purple. That's great. Greg accepts the basket, thinking to himself... I have no intention of using this. That right there's fresh crabgrass. Uh, and you do notice <laughs> there seems to be dirt in the basket, and there is grass and flowers, and there's a number of potions, but also a number of various herbs and plants in there as well. Greg was wondering why a patch of the grounds were just torn up. He now understands why they were. Well, <laughs> it's very thoughtful of you. Thank you. He smiles and accepts the gift. Oh, but if we accept gifts, we have to, uh oh, we have to return the favor. Odette will send a party invite to Grundle. No, uh, oh, not, yes! Not. I haven't been invited to many parties in my time. And honestly, I really wanted to go to the 15th floor. I heard they've got absolutely massive trees. I really wondered if I could replace all my teeth with bark. Greg. We must embrace the odds, Greg. Greg looks to S with a concerned, worried kind of help look. He's just... Kind of shrugs his shoulders, throws his hands up in the air, and has his head sink down low, as if to say, what are you going to do? Uh, um, after audibly sighing and putting his hand to his, his temple, I mean, okay, I guess we got a party of four. You will, oh my, uh, this is, okay. So we have the ranged man, we have the caster, she points to herself after pointing to Greg, and then we have the, the healer? Uh, 
I wouldn't place it for him, is that actually? You can heal with some of my things. I do have regeneration as one of my potions, though for some reason, whenever I make it, it does make you go temporarily blind. We need to work on this, and then, as what do you do? Are you a swordsman? Are you a... You know what? I bet that S means sneaky. I bet it means just S. He kind of glances back and forth at both of you and just nods. Yeah. He is a swordsman and he is sneaky. Well, um... No, he sh- as you reiterate swordsman, he shakes his head vehemently. He is a sword person. A spellcaster. Continues shaking his head now. He is a squatty party. Probably, probably not that one. He's he a, likes uh, to squat a lot. A saver. He saves people. He gives you a kind of maybe. Oh, I'm getting close. Well done, hold on. The appearance. He's got red eyes. He is a special swords person. Well, he shakes his head no. Okay, so no, we're very far off. Everybody's definitely special in their own way, and I'm pretty sure that is very apparent in this guild. As he notices you are struggling, he actually reaches uh, behind him and he pulls out uh, a weapon of sorts. Uh, Roll knowledge history. May I also? You may. Uh, If you have it, it is a trained skill. Um, I rolled a natural natural 18, but I I don't have knowledge history. If you are not trained, unfortunately, this skill check is slightly higher than a 10, so you are not able to make untrained skill checks that would require a DC higher than 10. Gotcha. 18. It looks somewhat weird to you, Odette. Um, it, it looks like it might be like somewhat of a scythe or a sickle, but it has like a chain on the end of it. But it's a really long chain. I think I've seen one of those in uh, like a movie or something. Okay. Interesting. I'm not sure what it is. What is it? It's a weapon. Well, I see that this is a weapon, but what kind of weapon? I need to know. It is for research. You just get a message from... S, just the single character, just the letter S, and there is a, a new chat dialogue. It just has one word, and it says Kusarigama. Kusarigama. Interesting, very foreign, very exotic. Yeah. Well, as long as you get at what you do, and even if you're not, welcome to uh, the, the team. What are we like, Alpha, Delta? Beta. Uh, uh, we could choose a team name if you want to. Uh, I always I think like it... to thought, think of myself more as a Sigma male. Uh, like go with my own kind of flow kind of thing. Well, it might be kind of fun to, uh, like if we were Team Alpha, because we're, we're going after wolves, you know, like Alpha Wolf. No, I, I feel do like, like they would get offended by that. And then they would probably attack us to assert their dominance. I feel like the wolves are going to attack us either way. I think Odd Sigma sounds pretty cool, though. We can... Um, it, it can be whatever you want. Also, I feel like this guild probably already has an A-team. No offense, because we're all kind of new here. And that we really aren't it, I gotta say. Uh, I feel like we're missing some very key members. You know what? You're probably right. Yeah, you guys hash out a name. Um, I'm, I'm saying, let's say uh, it's already pretty late today. What about the cotton candy bullfrogs? Uh, what do you, is... Is that for a team name or is Absolutely. that one? Absolutely. You know, the pink cotton candy has always been my favorite, and I always wondered if I could get a bullfrog to sprout pink cotton candy. We could uh, be Sog. What, what about CCB for, you know, an abbreviation for cotton candy? That reminds me far too much of the Community College of Baltimore County. I, okay. <laughs> well, uh, names for the team aren't really important. 
but names are very important. What? How do you think people come up with the, the legendary artifact names that explains what they do exactly? Surprisingly, at the mention of names being very important, S nods at this fact. Greg kind of looks at him and smirks. Yeah, okay. Um, well, I'd say it's pretty late. We can hash out names in the morning on our way. Uh, would you say we leave sometime around 10 or 11 a.m. Next morning, it gives us time to prepare tonight and gives us time to wake up in the morning. And uh, from there, we can kind of hash out where we're going to leave. Uh, quick question, has anyone or everyone here been to floor 15? Show of hands, who's been to floor 15? Odette raises her hand and makes uh, things to Indiana. Raise your hand. Ah! You, you see him raise his hand. Greg also is already having his hand raised. It seems as if S is also raising his hand. Okay. Um, However, Grundle is not. All right. Well, that poses a bit of a situation. That means that uh, he will be a little bit more difficult to get up there. Uh, you know what? Do you got any more of them scrolls of teleportation? Wait, I've really always wanted to try something out, though oh. it may be in a slight invasion of personal space. Oh, dear. Whose space are you invading? Well, I mean, it's really whoever volunteers, but you all I'm You can invade saying... my space. All I right, like perfect. this idea. perfect. Here, would you mind drinking this potion for Greg me? Greg looks immensely concerned. Odette trusts this potion. Oh, well, maybe you want to ask him what he does, but she'll drink it. Oh. All right, great. Oh, now, all I need to do is shake my hand. Okay. She shakes his hand. And... You are bending down slightly to shake this person's hand as they are a smaller statue of yours. Their hand is wide and meaty, and it seems like their skin is somewhat rough, but also kind of moist. Uh, and you're shaking it, and very suddenly you begin to feel queasy. Oh, that does not feel very good. Greg, as you are observing this, and S also seems very panicked, it seems as if the individual, Grundle, his hand is almost melding into hers. Uh, Greg will karate chop their hands apart. As you attempt to do so, you hit a solid mass, and it doesn't seem as if it can be broken. It's not even like it's a handshake anymore. It's like their skins kind of fused uh, together. Oh, see, Odette, this is why we don't drink random potions from strangers. Odette, you begin to notice that your vision kind of begins to get blurry, and where you're looking at uh, you seem to be getting a lower perspective of everything. Oh my god. What is going on? Um, Greg will take a step back next to S. I think he might have given us some drugs or something. You can see as the two actually kind of begin to get closer and closer and more of their arm begins to fuse until you don't see Grundle at all anymore. And Odette looks rather odd. She looks much shorter. She's got a bulbous nose. Her hair's kind of gray and wiry now. Her skin's all, like, patchy. Oh, um, I think I'm up with sick. Uh, uh, he looks concerned, like, like, like he just witnessed a horror at S. What? I don't, it looks like it fused together. I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm not going to lie. Oh my gosh, it actually worked. And you hear Grundle's voice coming out of what was Odette's body. I can't Bro. believe it. I only theorized that it would work, but I can't believe it actually worked. What? How do, how do we switch you back? What is going on? 
Well, you see, I let us drink a potion so that we could fuse together temporarily. You know, like how there was meld familiar as a spell choice. I, I always wondered if you could meld two people together. Hold on a second. How long does this last for? Well, I mean, I, it depends. Sometimes the interaction gets rejected, especially if there are too many differences. For example, you've got lady parts and I do not have lady parts. <laughs> so us sharing those same parts right now is very awkward. For example, I feel like I have to pee, but I don't know which end it's going to come out of. Greg <laughs> will clearly facing and looking, and he, he looks like disappointed. Uh, not, not disappointed. He looks like a... Not, not disappointed. Uh, disgruntled, we'll say. Um, uh, very dis not gruntled. Disgruntled. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, oh dear. It seems we might have learned our lesson. What it lesson is that? Don't take random potions from strangers. But he's not a stranger. He's in the guild. Therefore, he's a trusted member. Um, oh dear. Trust is something that is earned. It should not be freely given. And there is a reason for that. Any points? This. Is the reason. Why are you pointing at me like I did something wrong? It is his fault. And then she points to herself, which is also Grundle. I'm also not, I'm not quite sure how you're remaining so eerily calm in this situation. You oh. just fused with a very short kind of hairy and uh, Grundle of a oh. man. Oh, this is not the first time this has happened. This is about the third. It's what? Oh, I already like this person. I feel like they're gonna. I mean, we we're gonna get along great. Yeah, we, you seem very close. We are part of. I am part of AA, or I was part of AA. What do you think those artifacts did? I don't know. What oh, I'd love to get my hands on some of these artifacts. I wonder if I dip it in my toe juice, if it will make it have some residual effects. It is highly unsettling to hear both of your voices coming out of the same body. I'm not going to lie. What, at different times? I don't, can we talk at the same time? I really don't think we can. We're still using the same vocal cords. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, my voice got deeper. Oh, uh, my voice is getting higher. I don't really like it. Um, Grendel, quick question. What was the purpose of well, this? Uh, well, what, how uh, is this so, helping no, us? What I'm saying is I don't think the game registers that we're uh, different people yet, right? So, um, if we do this, I think she can still teleport. Oh, which means she can go to where she's been before. But Grundle, I thought the point was that we would be going the next day. Oh, well, I, I guess that does make this a little awkward, doesn't it? Um, Greg looks like he's dealing with an intense headache, and he looks again to S. He just shakes his head, as in to say, do not look to me for answers. Fair enough. All right, um... He seems to just tap on his wrist and then points towards the stairs and begins to walk away. No, don't. And then he waves. All right. Okay. Um, and proceeds to walk up the stairs. I suppose he's meeting us in the morning, where we kind of somewhat agreed on meeting in the morning. Oh, that will be great. How are sleeping arrangements going to work? <coughs> um, yes. Yeah, um, are you... How long does this last? Well, it could just be for a few more hours. I have seen some frogs fuse together for at least a week, though. I think we'll be fine. Oh, my voice is back. That is great. See, um, we're already beginning to settle in. Okay. Well, uh, I, you know, I don't really need that much preparing time, uh, uh, considering we just came back from floor 15. Um, what we could do, uh, me and Odette, gr Grodette, Grundle Odette. Uh, I, I was kind of liking Odal. Uh, you know what? I like Odal. Our name is Odal while we're like this. Okay. Uh, uh, Greg looks uh, kind of done 
right now. Looks like he just wants to take a nap. He's like, in his internal monologue, he now is, um, I really am understanding why Daniel needed such a long break. Well, I guess, um, we could teleport to the tree of Anuxaruk. From there in the morning, we can, um, we can get to floor 15 pretty easily. Wait, you want to go there now? We can go, okay. What we're going to do. There's kind of beds here. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. We go to the tree of Anuxaruk, right? If you're, quote unquote, one or two people, if she goes there, your consciousness is there, that means you'll be able to teleport in the morning if you, um, I guess, unfuse. Basically, teleport there now. It gets registered in your teleportation list, Grundle, and then teleport back here, rest up, we leave in the morning. You'll still have the, um, you'll, you'll still be able to teleport there. Like, I gotta be perfectly honest. I don't know if that's gonna work. The game might still register me as a completely separate entity. Okay. So well, I might just get violently and bloodily ripped out of your body as soon as we try and teleport anywhere. I really didn't know. But I thought this might be a solution. If you want to try it, I've got a lot of HP. I don't... Oh, um, <sighs> it sounds fine, but, uh... GM, I forget. Can we teleport to the guild hall freely without the time constraint? Yes, you can always go back to your guild hall for free. As long as you're on the same floor. Well, um, we can go to the tree of Nuxaruk uh, and I guess camp out there for the night. Well, then shouldn't somebody get tall, dark, and skulking? Oh, wait, I got this. Yeah, you can send him a message, tell him uh, we're in the tree, uh, and we'll... Grendel, can you move the right arm, please? Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not responding properly. There, there you go. Thank oh, you. a little limp, I gotta I'm say. I'm not gonna lie, this is horrifying to watch. Don't worry. The first time it happened to me, it was very, very terrifying. Uh, Jerry's already lost his lunch twice, and he eats like 12 lunches. Yeah, the, last, the first time well, it happened. that means he's still got 10 more in him. Oh, good. Yeah, well. It is fine. We will figure this out. Don't worry. If we need to camp there, then we will, but we can't. Uh, if we go to a Rook now, that is our first 24 hours, we'd have to wait until evening to go back if we came back here. I feel like we'll be fine. Why don't we just wait it off until the morning? Honestly, if you were willing to, I could have just had you drink the potion in the morning, but say la vie. It is say, say, say that we. Close well, enough. We'll work on it. If you're comfortable with that, that's fine. Uh, I guess I'll leave you two to whatever you're going to use your sleeping situation for. I don't know. So you want to be going to my room or are we headed to yours? I'm going back to my room. I'll I'll see you two. I'll see you in the morning. All right. Good night, Greg. uh, Good night, Odal. Good night. Greg is very disturbed. He has a massive headache. He's kind of very queasy. He's taking Jerry, who's kind of limp, weak, and already lost his lunch, back up to his room for a night of rest. I mean, I'm not really tired, and I don't know how well sleeping's going to affect the potion. If you want, I bought some discount desert coffee down from the black market. We could always see if we could pull it all night. Oh, that would be wonderful. Let's do it. Oh, and maybe I can read another version. Oh, wait. I wonder if we can split our eyes so we can read two different things at once. Let's test it. So Odette will play along with this whole thing. And thus the evening goes by. You all go to rest for the evening, except for Odette and Grundle, who have a wonderful and jaunty evening, though somewhat jittery, 
hopped up on coffee for most of the time, though it does seem as if the coffee uh, and the caffeine seems to accelerate and stimulate the effects of the potion, and some way midway through the night, your bodies do split once again, after only about nine hours. Um, after going to his room, Greg will message Draken, um, explaining the situation and requesting, like, two scroll of teleportation, explaining that they're going to the, uh, the wolf mission and, uh, just kind of explaining anything and requesting two scrolls of teleportation. Do you think I'm made out of money? Do you know how expensive those are? Well, I don't, I'm not gonna lie, but, um, you know what? Don't worry about it. Yeah, they're around about uh, 2,000 gold apiece, so maybe don't go blowing through them. I thought I already gave you guys some anyways. I think we used them. Well, then don't come crying to me when you don't have any more. Anyways, you should have enough waypoints, Mark, that you should just be able to teleport back to the previous floor. Yeah, the problem is Grundle, as I explained. Oh. Yeah, you could really just leave him behind. I think it would probably be significantly more beneficial if he didn't go with you. Yeah, that's what I was trying... You know what? I'll tell them that you told us to leave him behind. Uh, that's what I ha that's how I'm gonna interpret that message. Uh, good night, that's how I need to thank you. And with that, the evening passes, and the day arises. Odette and Grundle groggily stumble out of their room at around about 10 a.m., right as everyone was getting ready to leave, and both Greg and S are kind of sat at the foot of the steps in the foyer, waiting by the front door. Good morning! Good morning, and this is why I said I shouldn't drink coffee, but do you see how I am now? <gasps> well, it's good to see that you guys, um, well... I mean, honestly, I think we're gonna be fine. I'm not even that tired. Oh. I am still so energetic, my heart is beating so fast, I can feel it pulsating through my entire feet. All right, so, here's the situation. Talk to Draken yesterday, explain... I, I, I think the Australian guy is trying to talk to us. Oh, is he? Oh, can I? I? I'm sorry, Greg. Hi, how's it going? It is nice to see you. Good morning. Oh, you didn't notice we're two different people again. Huzzah. Yes, I did notice. That's great because um, I actually talked to Draken last night. I explained the situation, what we were planning on doing. I grundle. He actually said that he'd prefer if you stay here. He said that a, a party of three is enough and that you'd be, well, like, You'd be better staying here so that he can use your talents if he needs them. He said, he's, I think he said something about needing your talents just for something. Can I sense motive? Sure, you can roll sense motive. Do I roll bluff? Uh, if you're lying about something, which it sounds like you are. Am I lying? Very much so. <laughs> uh, 22 bluff. 17. Uh. Oh, is that what he said? That no, th that's... And you see as Grundle begins to shed a tear. Greg feels no sympathy. Odette opens up her messaging section and just messages Draken. How dare you, Draken? How could you say such rude things about Grundle? He's a very good man and he um, should be coming with us. How dare you? See, Grundle, it's actually a compliment. It means that your talents are so great that he can't afford to let you go on some random mission when oh, he needs your oh, talents. No, it's hey. okay, Greg. I, I understand when I'm not wanted. I'm, I'm used to this. Well, I'm Most people see a short little gnome with a big nose and an even bigger heart. Are you a gnome? What, 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 what do you think I am? A dwarf? No, those people are disgusting. They don't even know how to bathe. What, are you racist? Um, He's a gnome. He... I'm asking clarifying questions. You said don't ask invasive questions. Yeah, that's not invasive. It's clarification. A 
and I don't think you really have any room and to let him appreciate what I can do, my goods and services. It, it I tried setting up a merchant stand one time and I got my license revoked. I'm very But see, it works out better for us anyway, because um, uh, the, the hotel importation thing, you know? I have a scroll left. There is no problem with that. If it's at the problem, Greg thinks to himself, God, I thought we used all of those. <laughs> oh, well, was that the whole issue was transportation? Me and Odette spent a lot of time talking last night. We were able to figure out a number of solutions. Plenty oh. of them. There are so many solutions. My eyes crossed. Okay. Well, uh, that's great. Uh, I guess you'll have to message Drake and tell him you're going anyway, huh? Oh, sure. Yeah, no, I don't really mind. I'll talk to that button. Besides, why do we care about what Draken says? He's not even the real leader, apparently. He is the pseudo-leader, like my pseudo-dragon. He's not a real dragon. What? I'm sorry, Are Indiana. you trying to tell me I'm not a dragon? No, Indiana, you are... Ah, uh, I did it again. Uh, Greg is now, um, just, he's just uh, accepted that he is going to have a massive headache for the next maybe couple days. Oh boy, I can't wait to get going. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we, uh, what were you thinking? We're going to celebrate, uh, uh, I mean, let's tele. oh jeez. Uh. Well, we can always just take the horses. The carriage that is drawn by horses, because apparently the Duchess here has the, the wagon or something like that. Now how do them horses draw? Oh, the super vampire horses. They're oh. vampire horses. I was wondering where Mary, being a vampire and being a horse gave you some artistic ability. Either way, um, I, I'm sure we could take the carriage. Does S get the joke? It's it's hard to tell. Okay, it's fine. He's used to this. Well, um... <gasps> Good morning, just S. It is nice to see and she'll go up and she'll shake his hand. I am so sorry. It is going to be a very long day. I've had coffee. He kind of takes his other hand and pats the hand that is shaking his hand and then slowly begins to push your hand away from his and then takes a step back and then another step to the side to kind of be behind Greg so that Greg is in between the two of you. Greg will kind of um um murmur to S. Yeah, don't, don't. Don't come for her. She got the, herself into this mess. It, what she's dealing with is just the consequences of her own actions. Oh, my goodness. All right. Greg will clap his hands. All right, everyone. Uh, let's get a move on. Are we heading to the tree of Nuxaruk, uh, I assume? That would be the only way to get the floor 15, as far as we are aware. Yes. Um, do you, are we, are you going to use your teleportation scroll or, um, for... Grundle here, or are we going to take the carriage? We just said we would take a carriage. Oh. Teleport scroll is a huge waste to do, especially since we're so close by. Oh, okay. Um, yes, you, you, uh, we only teleported into the tree before. You know the surrounding area around it? He nods his head. Okay, well, um, you can, I guess you can just point. I'm good at directions. He looks quizzically at you and, like, tilts his head to the side. Basically, just let me know where we're needing to go. And if we're in the right place, okay? You see him begin to type, and you get a message from him which says, I thought we were taking the carriage. We are. Uh, I'm not quite sure where the tree of a nuke. Well, you know, actually, it probably shows up on my mini-map. I, just, I guess I can just follow, follow that. The carriage will take us to the tree. Oh, um, okay. Um, we will be there before noon. 
Well, that is a very fast carriage. Okay, I guess let's let's head out. And Greg will start walking out. Would he know where the carriages and horses are from uh, walking around the day before? Uh, interestingly enough, it would appear as if the carriage is already in front of the manor. Oh, yes, we asked for the Sebastian to have it pulled around this morning. Oh, yeah, you guys didn't sleep, did you? No, we did not. I yeah. have been waiting here for 15 minutes now. Oh, I'm so sorry, Sebastian. Thank you so much. You are very polite. Greg kind of just chuckles to himself. Well, if there will be nothing else, I will be taking my leave. All right. I guess we all get in the carriage. That is what we will do. All righty. Odette will run up to the door and open it. After everyone. Inside, inside, inside. He will head inside of the carriage. Kind of um, nodding S to sit next to him so he doesn't have to sit next to Grundle. S takes uh, the furthest possible window seat, kind of scrunching himself all the way into the corner up against the wall to be as far away from everyone as possible. Odette is by the window when she gets in. She is looking out it, very excited, bouncing up and down. You enter this rather large black wooden carriage with massive large wheels, and you are sitting on velvet cushioned seats, and you notice that there are about four horses attached to this carriage, but no driver. But as the door closes, the carriage lurches forward and begins moving. Huh. Well, is it nowhere to the tree of Anuksaruk, please? I don't know if it knows where it's going yet. It already has the directions programmed into it. The horses, you can feel, are beginning to accelerate and move faster and faster until the scenery all around you through the windows becomes a blur and is almost indistinguishable. Huh. Not gonna lie, this is a slightly... Intimidating situation. I'm not quite sure what's going on. Yes, don't fall out because you would probably die. Yeah, uh, I mean that good suggestion. I'll follow it. I've already lost three glass bottles out the window. Why are you throwing glass bottles out the window? I'm not trying to throw them. I'm trying to bottle the oxygen. Have you ever... Bottled wind is occasionally a necessary ingredient. Oh, that is true. I've seen that on the... uh, What was it? The witch's list? For suffocation. Greg thinks to himself, this is going to be a long couple of days. Also, if I manage to catch any horse parts, that's only an added benefit. Oh, okay. Greg is just kind of trying to pet Jerry as kind of like a soothing thing. Jerry's sitting in his lap. He's just like, it's okay. Yeah, it'll be okay. You're going to have to get Jerry registered as an emotional support animal. <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, he's talking to himself, but he's making it seem like he's talking to Jerry. And having departed at roughly 10.15, you do notice that a little over an hour passes, close to two hours, but you manage to come to a halt at around noon. Oh, they stopped. I suppose that means it's uh, where their destination. <laughs> I believe that we are here. Probably. Uh, Greg will exit the carriage. Do you notice that though you used the door, that S is already standing outside? Greg kind of squints and gives him a, what you, what you doing out there, buddy? Kind of look. And he points at the tree. <gasps> it is a legendary ability. Oh, a legendary tree again. Can I perception around? Oh boy, that thing is huge. I wonder if it has any nuts. Can I, can I perception around? <laughs> yeah, you can look around. 22. Do you see before you what you have seen previously, the grand and great tree Anuk Saruk standing 
hundreds of feet tall with wide branches outstretching, covering the large majority of this what would be open glen if it weren't for this tree. It seems to stretch hundreds of feet in width and is surrounded by tall trees that just all pale in comparison. They seem like they're all fully grown and matured as you are in this wooded area. But before you stands this absolutely enormous tree with the same double wooden doors as you saw previously. Odette will run out of the carriage straight up to Nuxaruk and run inside. Come along, everybody! Well, she is just bustling on her energy. Oh, don't worry. Um, I already got my snacks. I found a bunch of nuts. What the? You know what? Good job foraging. It's a great skill to have. Acorn. And he just hands you a whole acorn and you see as he puts an entire whole acorn in his mouth and begins to crunch down on the outer shell. Uh, Greg will take the acorn. You know, actually, I'm not a huge fan of acorns. You know, nut allergy, but Jerry loves them. Uh, And he feeds the acorn to Jerry. (laughs) Yeah, thank thank you. And uh, Greg will make his way towards Anuksaruk inside as well. Odette is standing at the top where the floor 15 door is. Enamored by the door and the magical portal and energy which seems to undulate around it in some aura, you keep poking and prodding it, trying to grab it, but it seems to phase through your fingertips. It is so pretty. I want to keep it. Can we bottle this, Grundle? You see as Grundle is kind of like heaving his way up the stairs, having to like almost bring his leg all the way up to his waist to get up to the next step, and you just hear, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm getting the squats in the day. Yeah. Oh, them buttons, them thighs. I'm going to have that glorious Maximus, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, get your cardio in, I guess. Um, I know that you see as Greg and Grundle are making their ways up the stairs, but you don't see S down there. Oh, S? Where are you? Just S? You turn and look to your right, and you see, startlingly enough, that he's already standing there, though you don't. Particularly remember when he got there. He can jump very high. Right, Indiana? I don't know. I never saw how he got here. Indiana, do not take your eyes off him. Okay. My eyes are laser focused. If he's a legendary hero, if he dies, we're in trouble. Um, don't know what you're talking about, but, uh, looks like we're here. Um, is everybody ready to go in? Get prepared for some brisk cold? Oh, don't worry. I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I made in thorough elements. Oh, that is right. Do, do I have one of those... We spend so much time together. I wish I had the ability myself. You know, that is great. You have that? I, I, I have actually gear that helps me, so um, I'll, I'll pass for now so that we can, you know, save them for a, uh, a snowy day. Huh? Yeah? It is always snowing there. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if I, if I really needed it, I, I would, I, you know, I wouldn't want to waste them when I already, uh, I already endure the elements pretty well on my own. That is interesting. Greg turns to S and just kind of shakes his head no at the uh, the potions. Goes goes like kind of to signal don't don't drink don't don't drink the potion. You see as he begins scrolling through some menus and out into his hand appears almost like a secondary layer of the exact same clothes he's wearing, and he kind of just doubles up in the an identical outfit. Take note of this, Indiana. Greg kind of chuckles to himself. The double layering trick. You just kind of look a little bit more thick. Oh, don't worry. If you take my Undor Elements potions, you'll be extra thick too. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm actually good. I got, um, I'm already in my, uh, my winter gear. 
Are you sure? I mean, I'm telling you, this is high-quality whale blubber I used in here. Uh, I'm, I'm it is a great insulator. I'm going to save it for, um, you know, if, if my, my clothes get, you know, um, uh, torn up or something. I'll take one just for later, though, okay? All right, sounds good. Don't uh, waste thank it. You. All right, everybody ready? Oh, I was born ready. I was just born. Oh, wow. You look pretty good for being an infant. He is an infant. It makes so much sense. You were talking about sliding down the banisters. What a child. <laughs> you know what? Having a childish spirit who wants to have fun is not a bad thing. In fact, it's why my wife likes me. <laughs> and he walks through the portal. What's fitting he's being curd? Odette will walk in. Oh, wait. Greg. Hold up. Don't leave me behind. And you see as Grundle kind of clamors and begins, like, waving his arms wildly as he, like, runs through the portal trying to catch up to everyone. And you all are now successfully on the 15th floor. Wind howling in your ears, snow slightly falling, and you see that you're all four there, but something seems off. There's a stench in the air, an animal musk. Oh. It smells like wet dog. Oh, farted. Oh. Everywhere. Wait a second. Uh, guys, I'll tell you what. I have three dogs. Uh, that's where dog smell. Oh, dear. No, uh, dogs, not deer. No, I hope that we are not surrounded. We very well might be already. You notice that there are wolf tracks encircling the tree. You begin to hear a deep-toned growl. You begin to see multiple dark figures poke their heads out from behind all the woods. Jerry, it's shirt time. Oh dear, uh, I was not ready for combat coming out of here, but I guess this is where we are. The wolves, snarling, begin to slowly pace and make their approach towards you, encircling you even further. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of The Odd Campaign. Thank you everybody so much for listening. Thank you, Foundlings, for joining us on another episode of Sorta Online Odd. We hope you enjoyed it and that you'll continue to stick around by subscribing to the podcast. Or I guess you hit the follow button, whatever it is, and whatever podcast listening app that you're on, make sure you hit that button so you keep up to date with all of our latest episode releases, whether that's here in SAO or on the Gate Chronicles. And also, Foundling, if you haven't done so, consider leaving us a rating and a review on whatever podcast listening app that you're on, or go to Podchaser and you can leave us a review and a rating there on actually individual episodes. And it's really cool if you do that because it's like the IMDB of podcasts. And that way people can be like, oh my gosh, this episode got such high reviews. I should totally listen to it. Uh, so yeah, you should totally do that. And if you want to support the podcast in other ways, guys, consider going to our website, missingroleplayerfound.com and picking up some of our merchandise where we've hats, stickers, t-shirts, and more. Or you can donate directly to the podcast and actually help us with the development of the show and by donating you can also get some really nice like uh, bonus content that we try to put out uh, with each release of an episode whether or not that's bloopers or bonus content overall modules notes you know all the fancy schmancy stuff go and check out our patreon that link is in the description below and we want to give a very big thank you to our current patrons and foundlings jason lillis luke simmons ashley banana kevin kosky peter scott Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast and helping us get to where we are today. And if you want us to read your name out on the podcast, consider going there as well. All right, guys. Okay. All right. We love you all. Uh, let's continue.
And make sure you're following us on our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at RollFound, if you want to keep up to date on the latest news and information on the podcast and show. Woohoo! We want to give a big thank you and shout out to Will Savino with Music D20 and Michael Gelfi for letting us use their music and ambiance in today's episode. Consider checking them out, guys, and supporting them because honestly, they make some great content and you'll probably want to use that in your games as well. Their links are in the description below. All right, foundlings, I think that's it for me. So thanks and we will see you next next week on Sorta Online Odd or next week for The Gates Chronicles. Bye. Bye. Bye.